This morning I want to continue a series that we started, as you know, uh, if you've been with us over the last few weeks, uh, this year theme 2020, seeing our way through this new year. And uh, what I've endeavored to do is try to take all the 2020 verses in the scripture. And I'm doing this chronologically. That is chapters that have 20 chapters and then those chapters that have 20 verses. You may not get anything out of it, but it's just been a blessing to me to to see what God is saying from his word when, when you can't allow God's word for what it is. Because all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction. And we all need that. And so, so I want to continue that today. What I'm going to try to say today is, is this. Let me, let me say it is, is while it's on my heart. Is I, I've got some wonderful news for you. I, I don't know what you would do with it. It's, it's going to be entirely up to you. Uh, but God has given you a wonderful gift. Now whether you open or not, that's going to be up to you. But I'm going to just tell you it's a gift. And the gift that God has given us is the Lord's day, the Sabbath. That is a gift from God. And frankly, I think it's one of the most neglected gifts in all the world. Hey, when I see you little children up here, you know, you know maybe it's just been on my mind, but I thank you parents for, for bringing them to church. They could not get here on their own. But, but I want you to know that it is a profound testament of your faith and, and what it will do in their lives. And I know we all, we all struggle and we all get away and tendency from things like that, but what, what, it's amazing to me what happens in church. And God's given us this day. And it's not all about going to church either. It's not. Not the Lord's day. But, but it's a gift and and I pray that God would help us open it and, and just really thank him for it. I mean, how would you feel if somebody gave you a gift and they knew exactly, they did it because they loved you and they know that you need it and, and you never even opened it? I mean, that, that, that would grieve you, wouldn't it? And, and I think it grieves God that, that he's given us such a wonderful gift. But anyway, may the Lord help us out. I don't want to preach at you today. Please don't help me. But I'm not up here trying to thump on my Bible and say, well, you know, we need to go to church every Sunday and how ungodly we are. We don't do this, that, and the other. And and I'm going to tell you, I did not, I did not plan this message on the Sabbath on Super Bowl Sunday. No joke, I didn't. I didn't. It just happened. That's where it fell. That's where it fell. Now, you do with that what you want. But but let's look at uh, my... 2020 verse this week, God's verse is Ezekiel. And you probably don't read a lot in Ezekiel, and I don't either, but I've been reading through it, and it's amazing. It's just fell on it this week as Ezekiel 2020 is our 2020 verse. Now, in the book of Ezekiel, you're going to find where God is describing that he is really upset with the people that he's redeemed out of the land of bondage. And these people have neglected God. They have become involved in pagan worship. They have polluted the Sabbath day. 
And God is using Ezekiel, and he's given all sort of visions. Some of them are pretty horrific, but, but these people have gotten themselves in the mess. And they got themselves in the mess because they've neglected God. They've neglected his day. And I know what? I know what? We have gotten ourselves in a mess. I know I have. And when you really are honest with God, you're going to find it's because you've neglected what God has called us to do. No, we're not perfect. We have all sinned. But we have a wonderful Savior. And one thing about the Lord Day is that it's coming to say, thank you, God, that you've given me another day, that you've given me forgiveness and such a wonderful Redeemer, and I want to love you and show you that I do. So here's this verse, 2020. Ezekiel 2020, listen to it. It says, and hallow my Sabbaths, and they shall be a sign between me and you that ye may know that I am the Lord your God. <laughs> and that's pretty simple, but, it, but it's pretty, pretty profound what God is saying here. Hallow. That means, that means you set it apart. You make it a different day than every other day of the week. It's not just the mundane. It's different. It's God's day. That you do something for God. That you're not involved just entirely in your pleasures. But make it different. Hallow it. And when you do, he says, there shall be a sign between me and you. Now what you do with your Sabbath day, with your Sunday, is between you and God. You don't have to get up here and satisfy some little preacher, okay? You don't have to get involved in legalism and try to jump through a bunch of hoops. But, but it has to do with obedience. When you're obeying from the heart what God says do. And, and so God says that. says it's a sign between me and you. What kind of sign is it? It's a sign that God has called us out of this world to take a time to enjoy him, to worship him, to acknowledge that without him we can do nothing and to say, thank you, God. It's a sign when, when, go, when people go by this road or this church or other churches, they say people parked here on Sunday, you know what, those people have a God. They love that God and they're trying to serve him. That, that's what they ought to say. And, you know, we, we get this gripe about all oh, these people go to church. You know, they think they're better than I am. And people don't go to church because, they, you know, all these hypocrites are there. <laughs> well, I want you to tell me who's not a hypocrite. I, I want you to tell me who's going to be good enough. I'm going to tell you the blood of Christ is what makes us good enough. And so, so he says there's a sign there and that ye may know that I am the Lord your God. It is, a, it is a time that we know that God is our God. That, that you hear preaching, that you hear singing, that you, that you just take this day and understand it, that this is God. There is a God. And we can rejoice in that. You know, I, I think this. I don't think it. I know it. I think it'd be far less Blue Monday if there were far more 
Holy Sundays. You understand what I'm saying? You hear this deal, I got a blue Monday. You know, we go to work and we, we trans through it. You know, I can't wait till Friday. <laughs> Knocking off time. Well, Sunday, you see, God, God said that Sunday or Sabbath is made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So we have no right to make this day what we want it to be. We don't need to make up excuses about anything with God because God knows our heart. So he says this is a sign between me and thee. So I want to talk to you about that. I'm entitled what I want to say, finding time to find ourselves and follow Jesus. Because, you know, for some reason, and all the technology and all the social media and all the automation that we have, we don't seem to have time for anything. I would say that in general we're more stressed than we've ever been. You go to the, you go to the restaurant or you go to, to families, or ride, and you're gonna, you don't find family conversation much anymore. You might see a cell phone going. I mean, that's who you're communicating with. Well, Sunday is a time that we take away all that, and some of it's very good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not against that kind of stuff. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I text myself. But, 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 but Sunday, God's day, is a day that we come into the reality that we do have time for one another. We do have time for God. And in the devil, now he, he will try to make us think that, that the world is kind of all the attractions he gives us. You don't, don't ever get in, get in your mind that the devil is, is just good and that he's just kind of somewhere else. He is really, really active today. And he's especially active in the church. Because he wants you and me to be so entertained or so medicated that we don't have any time for God. We don't need God. We do need God. And God is saying here, you remember that. And what the Sabbath does is reminding us, I do need God. Yes, I do. I need to love him. I need his word. I need instructions. It's not a day that, you know, you can't have fun and, and be free. I mean, Christ came that we might have freedom. The truth will make you free. And so what I'm saying is God has given us this day. It's a gift. Now, now if there's a rich man, you think about really, say a man had a lot of rich, but he was really compassionate and kind. And he sees this beggar. and nothing. And so, so he, he comes to him and the man holds his head and, and he gives him six coins. Six gold coins. And, and, and you know, say that beggar man, what does he do? How does he respond to it? Well, he steals the seventh one. You know, sometimes God has given us six days. He has given you six days to live and to love and to work. Don't you try to steal the seventh one, though, from God. Don't do it. I don't want to do it. Don't you let some preacher ruin you from, from enjoying God on his day. You rejoice because this is a day of good news. It's not a, not a day of gloom. It's a day of good news. 
what I want to try to say first, let's look at some scriptures. And, and so, so God is, is very serious. Because I said find yourself. Find time to find yourself. Because if you don't find yourself, you'll never find God. You understand what I mean? See, what I mean by that, if, if you really are honest with yourself, when I'm honest with Randy Waters, I know I'm a sinner. I do. I'm not going gonna to say I'm up in the pulpit or I got a tie on or I study the Bible. I know what I am. And I'm going to be honest with God, and you won't, you got to be too. And, and so, so we understand that what God has given us, we come to him and we say, God, I, I'm coming to you to bless your, this is what you say about your day. And so we're completely honest with God, and we say, thank you, God. And we say, God, this is a sign that, that you are God, that you're still living, that you are the only one true and living God, and that this day is a way, it's a means, listen to me now, that we sanctify our life. That means we grow closer to God. And that's how we got to do it. We, we realize this day, what we're really here for. What I want you to know with me is you're not measured by your work. You know, we have this idea, well, if I have any downtime, I feel just useless and guilty. You ever feel like that? Now, if you go to your doctor and you've had surgery and they said, look here, I don't want you to do anything for two weeks. I want you to be in the bed. You're going to do it, aren't you? So what God is saying, he said, I'm going to give you a day and I want you to rest. I want you to rest from your thinking that you've got to work for your salvation. I want you to rest from your sins that followed you around 10, 25, 35 years ago that you think you still have to pay for. I want you to realize you rest that Jesus has died for your sins. He's taken your place. He has completely paid your sin debt. It's over. It is finished. Rejoice. But we've got to find ourselves to follow Jesus. Because Jesus says, if anyone comes after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Now you tell me how you're going to deny yourself and take up your cross when you can't find yourself. So, so what I'm saying to you, God is the creator of the universe. It's God that made us. He knows what we need, and he's given us this wonderful gift. Go with me if you want to look at it, to Genesis. Let's go back to where God started all this. Genesis chapter 2. Here's creation. Let's look at verse 1, Genesis 2. And thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them. All of God's creation was finished. He did it out of nothing. And verse 2 says, And the seventh day God ended his work which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed his seventh day of the seventh day 
and God sanctified it. Why? Because then in it he had rested from all his work which God created in May. So here we have the first giving of the seventh day. The Sabbath day. Now I'm going to show us in scripture that, that the Sabbath day, here the Old Testament seventh day, that's the Jewish Sabbath. Okay. In our, in our dispensation, this day, the same reading is applied to the first day of the week. You find that in 1 Corinthians 16, Apostle Paul, Acts 20, John 20, the empty tomb. So, so our Sabbath is, is relative to the first day of the week. This was given as the Jewish Sabbath. But it's still morally, it's a law that is still in effect. And will be till time ends no more, is no more. But God says, this is the day. Now, did God rest because he was tired? Hardly. No. He just said, let's take a break. Let's rest and, and review. See, the Sabbath, uh, uh, the first day of the week, is kind of like we take back, we stop everything, cease from physical activity. And, and we look at our life as a whole. You reflect on it. That's what this is for. It's a time to stop. Because life can be like riding a bicycle downhill. You ever tried it? And you can't stop? Life gets like that. So the Sabbath is just these stop signs that God has given us. That, that we stop. And we regroup. And we take a breath. We take a fresh breathing of God's breath. And we say, thank you, God. I come from dust, didn't I? Yes, you did, Randy. God, I'm a sinner. Yes, Randy, you are. God, why did you save me? Randy, I love you, that's why. How did you do it, God? Because Jesus Christ died for your sins. Now, do you think, do you think that somebody like me who deserves to live in hell forever is going to take a day that God says to be hallowed and holy and just do what I want to do? <laughs> you know what? I don't think there's anything worse than ingratitude. I don't. That you can prowl around like you do this, that, and the other and give to this, that, and the other and how many times do you read the Bible? And you don't get out and drink and party and do all these things. You don't run around on your wife or husband. But I'm going to tell you, you're going to find in the corporate of it all is how you live on Sunday. That's where it's going to make a difference. So that's what God said about it. Now let's go to Exodus chapter 20. And here's what God said. Here's where he gave it on Mount Sinai. This is the fourth commandment that God gave. Verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. See, we have a time we forget easily. 
I know I do. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. See, this day is God's day. Now, every day is God's day. That is true. Every day we need to remember our God. We need to thank Him. And we need to see this is a sign between me and God. But on Sunday is the day that we intensify it. How we come together, just like we're trying to do. I'm going to tell you, it does me good to see you guys in church. Not because you want to hear me preach. I wonder why you can even come for that. But what I'm saying, when we gather in Jesus' name, it is strengthening. But the Sabbath day, God says, is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God, and it thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor manservant, nor maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth to see, and all that is in them, all that in them is, and rested the Sabbath day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Now we we serve a changeless God. Some reason you think God's just going to say, "Well, it don't really matter now." Now, now when I say not do anything, you know Jesus. In the New Testament, on the Sabbath day, when I said that he said the Sabbath is for man and not man for the Sabbath. Now when you're talking about activities, what Jesus endorsed on the Sabbath day, and some of you have to deal with, because I know what kind of vocation some of you have, there's emergencies that you have to do on the Sabbath day, Sunday. There's mercies. There's all kind of people down in the hospital right now. I'm, th- I'm thankful they are. They're serving God. They're doing it in a light heart. There's emergencies. There's there's mercies that we do. There's things that, that, that we, cooking, we have to eat. We have care for our loved ones. See, you don't need to feel guilty when your Sundays are, are falling and you can't get to church because you have to care for a sick loved one, for example. That's not what God's saying, but he's saying, this is a day that is my day. And when you can, you give all, it's not some sort of a, 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 a like I said, I mentioned, I mentioned the word legalism, that, that you've got to do this. Now, if you, if, you, if you walk 20 foot this way on the Sabbath day, you are a sinner. No, no, that's what God say. What happens, though, this day will build your relationship with God. Do you hear me? It will build your relationship with your wife or husband or your family or your friends. Why? Because we find ourselves. And when we find ourselves as believers, we follow Jesus. And we understand what our life is really for. It's to glorify God. And see, God will provide for you. You know, the first mention of the Sabbath... And I like to study the first mentions in the subject of the Bible. Lots of times, when you take a subject in the Bible and you see the first time it's mentioned, it has an, gives you an idea of what it really means. The first time Sabbath is mentioned is in Exodus, I believe it's Exodus 16, which is when God gives the manna. Manna. You know what God says? He says, you collect that manna six days. 
And on the sixth day, you get twice as much. Because what God is saying, I'm paraphrasing this, there's not going to be any on the seventh. That's what God is saying. He said, but I'm going to give you enough on Saturday or the sixth day that you can make it. And so that's what God is going to do to us. Now you're trying. You see what God will do in your life. You say, well, I don't know. I've got to work, work, work. I've got to be with my family. We've got to go to the ball game. We've got to do this, that, and the other. Now, those things may be well, but I'm going to just tell you. God is, God is very serious about his day. And you watch him. He will bless you in ways you don't know how to be blessed. Look at Isaiah 58. Here's what God says about his day. Isaiah 58, look at verse 13. If thou turn away thy foot... From the Sabbath, that's the day we're talking about, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, honorable, and shalt utter him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words. Then, if we do that, shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob, thy father. For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Let's look at our bulletins. If you have one and you want to fill it in. I think it will help us. I know it will kind of pronounce the application of the Sabbath and the Lord's day. I think we've, we get the gist of that God is very, very serious about his day. And it is given as a sign between us and God. It's to be hallowed. And it's to be how we deal with life in the understanding that God's given us six days. And that's what makes the Sabbath so special, the other six days. Okay? So, so this day, notice uh, the first sentence is this. The fourth commandment that we just read offers a day each week that teaches us about sacred time. Sacred time. Now you've heard the saying, time is money. But we need to say time is priceless. Because I want you to know the most valuable gift you will ever give anybody is your time. You understand that? Your time. That is, that's what God said. So, so you can buy. I mean, you can make more money. But you can't make more time. You see what I'm saying? So God says, I'm going to tell you the key to life. You stop whatever you're doing. Leave what happened at the office. Leave all these things that annoys you and the bitterness in life. And you, start, you just stop, stop and say, this is the day. This is Lord's day. And Psalm 118 says, this is the day the Lord's mean. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. You know where that comes from? That's Lord's day. What day is that? That's this day. Because that psalm, the prophecy is of the chief cornerstone. And Paul in Acts 6 says, I mean Acts 4, talks about that chief cornerstone. That's Jesus. That's the resurrection. So at sacred time. Number two in the sentences, the Sabbath is a day of recreation. 
not recreation, recreation. Because it's the day God says, let's stop. He stopped his created world. He had finished it. And when you and I look around this world, hey, I walked outside this morning, this blue sky. Maybe it's because it's been so gloomy lately from the nature. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking that this, we're all in this together. That brings us together because God created everything. And what a blessing it is to see the joy of God's creation. It continually reminds us who is, who is our God. And you can say if you want to, well, it doesn't matter how you dress when you come to church. I just want to remind you, you're coming profoundly before the creator of the universe. Not that he's impressed with tuxedos or three-piece suits. But it does matter. We don't come to be casual with God. We come to rejoice and understand and reverence to him. It's a recreation. It's when we reset our spiritual clocks. So I want you to do that if God would help you today. Let's reset our spiritual clock. Because if you're like me, you say, well, you know, I haven't honored God's day like I want to. But, oh, God, I want to reset it today because God is a God of forgiveness and renewal. And creation teaches that every day. Well, it won't be long where the leaves are going to be coming back on the tree. You watch it. Why is that? Because God has given life out of deadness, apparently. And he does that to us. Here's the third sentence. The Lord's Day specifically reminds us of three things. I want you to note these. Creation, which we mentioned. Redemption. And the resurrection. Now I know there's a lot in that. I should have probably spent more time. But creation, we said. Redemption. Did you know? Just be reminded. Redemption. God gave the Israel the Sabbath after they had been delivered from bondage out of Egypt. They could not observe the Sabbath for 400 years of Egyptian bondage. They couldn't do it. But when they get out, God delivers them. He says, now this is what I want you to understand. You are going to honor me. I want you to honor me and bless my name because of redemption. And I don't know about you, but I'm so thankful that God has redeemed me. We sung the song. What does it mean? It means that unless Jesus purchased our souls, that Satan has them. <laughs> and then we're locked into trying to please the world and do everything the world does. And we're just like a, like a gerbil on a wheel. Man, thank God that we can take a time like this and rejoice in his word. Worship him. And then the resurrection. That's what this is. This is the historicity of the resurrection of Christ is profoundly manifested by the first day of the week. That's what we're here for. God resurrected. That's a sign that God is pleased with what was done on cross for you and me. And then lastly, in, in the fourth one, fourth sentence, if we pollute, we often do, holy time, we will keep nothing pure. Now, I believe that. What you do with your Sundays... Now, it's not going to make us super saints. We don't have to be. But, but it does, it does, it does bring us to the understanding that, you know, I, I want to be holy. I know you do. So God has given us this gift called the Sabbath, Sabbath day, the Sundays. 
So, so that we, we're involved in evangelism in the church and, and we're involved in preaching and teaching. You've been to Bible study classes, some of you. You're praying and we're going to be with our families all day. And it's not, not just, again, coming to church. You can come to church and pollute the Sabbath day. It's about your day hallowing that. See, it's not about quality time. It's about the quantity time. Because what happens with quality time, we never are prepared for. It's understanding this is the Lord's day, and you don't know what's going to happen that day. When I see a smile of a little kid, that's a blessing. I didn't plan for that. When I sit around the table in a little while with my family, it's going to be a blessing to me. It probably wouldn't happen if it wasn't Sunday. May the Lord help us to rejoice that he's given us this great gift called Sunday, the Sabbath day. We celebrate Easter every day of the week, one day of the week. That's what we do in the resurrection. You know what? It'll make us, it'll improve us, we'll make be better people. And we all want to be. We'll appreciate Jesus more, what he's done for us. It shows us how weak we are without him. But we need each other. And you know what? One of the greatest antidotes to self-centeredness is corporal church worship. But here's the deal. I know, and I don't mean to belittle this, we got, a, we got a terrible virus, they say, that's going around. But you know what? There's another one. It's pretty bad. You know what it's called? It's called uh, sabbatical morbidus. You know what happens? It starts, it starts on Saturday night. We feel pretty good. We plan to come to church. But, but you watch it, and on Sunday morning, something comes up, and, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like going today. And this, this disease is contagious. It is really contagious. And, and so, so what is the remedy of it? The remedy of it is just bowing your spiritual heart to God and say, God, this is what you say. Is that true, God? Don't, don't let some little preacher get up in a pulpit and make you think something. I want you to look at it. The Sabbath day, Sundays, is God's day. And I want, to make, I want to make a better day of it. And you know, you might say, I think my, I, I'm, a, I'm a preacher, and it's been easy for me to make this day special. I'm so, so thankful to people like you that allow me to do it. But you know what? I really, I really admire you more because I know so many of you have so many things going on, and you don't have to come to church. You don't. It's not a prerequisite to go to heaven or to be saved or anything. It is strictly voluntarily. And yet you know it's not because God's calling you. And may God bless us as we stand together and sing this hymn. If he's calling you to be a member of this church, be a part of this local fellowship, you come on. What you're saying is testifying that this means something. This day means something to you. And you want to serve God right here in this place. No, we're not perfect, but we sure want to be. We have a Savior that is, and we're going to rejoice in him, especially on his days. We stand and sing. Brother Randy.